Hey, 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 welcome all you Courageous Cause Champions. Are you ready to be courageous today? This is Lainey Friedrich. You're listening to the Couch to 5A podcast. This is episode 27. Today's episode is Take the Work Out of Workout. This is day five of my Change the World in 80 Days experiment. And I want to begin by saying if you hear a clock ticking in the background or if you hear hammering in the background, that's because I'm in my guest room. I just finished my yoga workout. And while everything was fresh in my head, I wanted to do the podcast from here. And the neighbor across the street is having uh, their siding replaced. So that's where the nail hammering is coming from. And there's a little clock here on my shelf that... um, is battery operated and TikToks. So if you happen to hear that in the background, I do apologize and I hope that it's not distracting. Oh, and the train whistle. I just heard the train whistle because I'm close to the Amtrak train track and also the, I guess it's not just Amtrak, but uh, the train runs right here through Royal Oak. It's about a mile from my house. So I do hear the train whistle throughout the day, which is so funny because When I first moved here, I heard every single time that whistle went off, and now I don't even notice it. That's the first time in a while that I've actually noticed it, and there are train whistles all day long because of the pedestrian crossings and the street crossings right here in Royal Oak. It's a very active intersection for the train. Anyway, back to take the work out of workout. I want to talk about my daily practice if have any of you started and stopped a, uh, an exercise program, I'm sure a lot of heads are nodding. I know I have started and stopped and started and stopped many, many, many times. And I tell people, just never stop starting. Don't beat yourself up about it. It's it's a natural process. It's just, it ebbs and flows. And, you know, you may have friends that are just like clockwork and they work out every day and they have every day for their entire life since they were born. And that's great. They are not the norm at all. That is so unusual. So I just say, never stop starting. What what I want to talk about, whoa, hold on a second, my... Ah, my YouTube went crazy because it just finished the video and uh, I didn't turn YouTube off. Sorry about that. I am going to post the YouTube video that I do uh, link on my podcast just in case anyone's interested in trying Bikram yoga at home. But the, the key point that I want to start with and end with about this taking the workout of workout is find something that really gets you excited for doing it uh, every day or every couple of days. I have evolved into a daily workout practice and I do Bikram yoga here at home three days a week. And then the other days, right now I'm walking on my treadmill for three miles, which isn't takes me an hour. I do um, three mile an hour walking. And that has evolved. Oh my God. I mean, just giving you the backstory about my yoga experiences. I started taking yoga. My earliest recollections are doing it pretty regularly, like a couple of times a week 
at a place called Center for Yoga in Birmingham, Michigan. And I remember I did that while I was married. I remember that distinctly because it was towards the end of my marriage uh, because I wanted to get out of the house in the evenings and it was a good excuse to not be around because I was very bad at dealing with relationship um, conflict at that time. And so I was avoiding the relationship and avoiding um, talking through the issues. And so I remember I had a very regular practice because I enjoyed the yoga and I also wanted to get out of the house. So I'm not suggesting that you get out of the house if you are in relationship issues. I suggest that you try some consults, uh, counseling and other things which ultimately we did at the end, which helped us get through the divorce very amicably. Um, although, you know, as anyone who's been through even a smooth divorce, it's just, it turns you into an emotional train wreck. Anyway, I don't want to dwell on that. That's a long, long time ago in a land far, far away. So that was probably, um, we got divorced in early 2006. So I think I started practicing yoga at Center for Yoga, maybe about 2004 and i don't i don't even really remember how i got over there if there was someone that i knew through work that practiced over there i think that's how i ended up going over there and checking out their their different types of of yoga and i did some of the hot yoga classes the vinyasa i did some of the slow flow classes had some instructors that i loved over there had some instructors that i couldn't stand over there um and just you know learned the different, learned a lot of the basic yoga poses, which was really, really helpful. And then I got divorced and I stopped doing yoga. I had started, I'm trying to remember if I had started into biking at all at that point. I think I was dabbling in biking um, at that point, but I did do my triathlon, my first triathlon race in 2008. So when I got divorced in 2006, I think that's the year that I signed up with team. No, 2008 would have been when I signed up with team and training. So I think I dabbled in biking with my little hybrid bike for um, a year or two, just doing some little events here and there, nothing special at all. And then in 2008, I signed up with team and training to do a triathlon and that's a whole nother story but my yoga I didn't I wasn't doing yoga at that time so um and then in 2000 yeah in 2008 as well the recession happened and I went from being a bank lender to a workout officer which was kind of unlending um working with our just distressed business owners to collect out of the loans that we had to them and it was hellacious. I was working 60 hours a week. It was extremely stressful. There was a lot I did not know. Very high pressure, um, high tension job. And I, I remember going back to yoga because I had started, um, I wouldn't say drinking a lot. You know, maybe I would have a drink or two, which was a lot for me because I'm, I'm just not a big drinker. And I just felt like I was using that as a way to kind of numb uh, the stress that I was under. So I'm like, you know what? I don't really want to have a drink. I want to go do yoga and sweat out my uh, stress instead. So I started doing the vinyasa yoga in 2008. And I did that really regularly 
for two years. I remember two years for sure because when I got Bell's palsy in two thousand in February of two thousand ten, I know for a fact that I had been doing yoga. Um, like three days a week, I was doing yoga really consistently then because I thought originally when the paralysis hit on the one side of my face, I thought it was because a nerve was pinched in my neck. I had no idea what was going on. And that's a story for another day as well. Um, But it's part of my yoga journey that I stopped doing yoga at that point because um, I felt like I had overdid it. I did feel like I had um, done messed up something in my neck. Um, like a week or two before the Bell's palsy hit. And I was, at that point, I was just burning the candle on both ends. I was doing yoga, you know, three or four times a week. I was working 60 hours a week. I wasn't eating well at all. Um, So I just, and the Bell's palsy just threw me for a loop. I mean, that was a horrible, horrible year of, of having to deal with that paralysis. So I didn't do, I didn't do yoga during that time. And I'm trying to think when I got back into doing yoga. I know I picked up Bikram yoga in 2016 because I had left my position at the bank to start up the vegan food business. And I was talking to, there was a biking group of us at at the bar at Christmas time where we were kind of celebrating the holiday. And there was um, some guy at the bar next to us and overhearing a conversation. So kind of got in the conversation with us. And we were talking about like New Year's resolutions and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I want to get back into yoga. But I like I like having I like hot yoga, but I don't really like vinyasa because it's like aerobics meets yoga. And like they change up the routine every time. And I have a really hard time with remembering a routine after maybe the first five or six postures in it. So he said, hey, have you ever tried um, Bikram yoga? And I said, oh, I have this friend, um, my friend Michelle, who I know does Bikram yoga, but I have never tried it. And he started telling me all about it. And he's like, oh my gosh, it's the same routine every time. And um, it's in a really hot room. It's 90 minutes, great workout, blah, blah, blah. And I, I gave it a try. I checked with my friend Michelle and I said, hey, can you, you know, I'd love to go check it out. She's like, okay, I'll meet you there and we can do a class together. And so we went to um, what was at that time Detroit Bikram here in Troy uh, for my first class. I I loved parts of it. Um, and I just, I felt like it was going to be a good fit for me. It was, it was what I was looking for. I was looking for a hot yoga with a same routine every time. It didn't involve any like upper body weight bearing, which vinyasa has a lot of that. Because if you've ever done downward dog, you know, or plank, you know, that's a lot of upper body um, weight bearing. And I have um, some chronic issues with my neck and shoulder on the right side. So I can't, I can't do stuff like that. It just causes more, um, more problems. So that, so that started my Bikram experience. I started going on a regular basis because I, you know, I knew I wanted to do yoga. I knew I wanted to do hot yoga, so I was going to give it a try. And I know from doing lots of different exercise routines over the years that it's important to do something at least three days a week in order to get. Um, your body used to it, for your body to see progress, for you to learn more about the techniques involved, etc. 
And so I committed and I started going three days a week. And it, it was great. Uh, well, let me say, let me say it. It, it's great now <laughs> in hindsight, you know, um, memories are, um, we keep the bad stuff um, back in our mind, right? We just remember the good stuff. I, I think that you just want me to tell you the good stuff, but that's not true. I want, you want me to tell you the true stuff, which is it was really, really hard at first because some of the instructors were very um, condescending, uh, I'm not going to lie, about the fact that I couldn't do certain postures and I was making my own adjustments and they thought that they knew my body better than I did and that they should be the ones telling me how to make the adjustments that I needed during the class and oh no 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 Um, I'm not having any of that and also they would get mad at me because I would step out of the room at the halfway point and cool down a little bit so that I could get through the second half of the workout and they didn't like that either so I you know I talked through all these things with the owner and he was very um empathetic um but he just said you know we our our instructors are all on their own path of awareness and enlightenment and you know he said we can only do what we can do i'm like okay that's great <laughs> i don't know how many beginning students you lose because you're not coaching your uh instructors on how to be more understanding about new students but anyway um I stuck with it because I did I was seeing progress. It was starting to feel better. I saw a lot of improvement after I went to um there's a local chiropractic office, but they also order um order offer for therapeutic stretching and this lady named Debbie over at ILO group, she is phenomenal. And so I got connected with her and went even after the very first session with her, I was like, oh my God, it's like a brand new body. I mean the flexibility that I got after she kind of worked out some kinks um was amazing and it made the practice, you know, that much better. And then about and then I would go to some of their clinics that they would have where they were, you know, walking through where you could learn the postures a little bit better. And I, I really loved that. And then they started doing an intermediate class on Wednesdays um mornings. And I loved going to that. The instructor is phenomenal. Erica is super sweet. I don't know if you've ever had an instructor where it just makes you fall in love again with whatever it is, the practice. And she, I just adored her classes. Loved seeing her name on the list um, whenever she was teaching it. And I got so much out of the class because it was all the beginning postures that they normally do in a 26 posture class and um, the intermediate ones uh, as well. So it was an intermediate class. And so I could do the beginning postures and also take it to the next level to the extent that I could try. And I don't know about you all, but I like a little challenge. You know, I like a little bit of growth, don't you? I mean, if I'm going to commit three days a week to doing something, I want to feel like I'm getting a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. And I've just found that three days a week is kind of that sweet spot of if you do it at least three days a week, you'll start to see progress, you'll get stronger, you'll get better, you get more confident. Um, if I do it less than that, I just feel like I'm starting back at square one every time. And if I do more than that of any one particular thing, I find that I start to pull muscles because my muscles haven't had a chance to recover, which is why I like switching out between three days of Bikram and four days of treadmill. So um, there was just this, you know, I guess coping with, um, you know, enjoying the parts of the class at the studio that I liked, 
um, you know, dealing with the instructors that I didn't care for in the best way I could. And I finally just got to the point where I'm like, hey, you know, what's not working is more than what is working. I really, it's taking too much time. You know, a 90 minute class, I have to um, get there half, you know, I have to leave my house half an hour before class. So I get there, set up my map, be ready for class. And then afterwards, I got to take a shower because I'm drenched in sweat. I mean, literally like your head to toe sweat. Um, and so, you know, you got to pack all the stuff that you need for showering and change of clothes and everything. And it was just, it was just a pain. And I just thought, you know what, it's, it's not, it's become to the point where now it's not worth the benefits that I was getting as long as I can find a video online, which I was able to. Thank you, YouTube. And which has been great. It's been great practicing at home. I can start it in the morning at various times, depending on my schedule in the morning. And in the summertime, it was so zen to be out on my deck and to listen to the birds chirping and look at the sunshine and see the clouds and feel the breeze as I'm doing, and the sun is shining on me as I'm doing yoga. It was phenomenal. So I, I just, I love my home practice. And, you know, there are things I love about it. There are things that I don't love about it. Um, I do miss Erica's class, that intermediate class. I do miss kind of not the social aspect, but just kind of friendly face, you know, familiar faces that you see. And, you know, it's kind of a challenge if you see someone doing a strong posture and I'm like, oh, I could do that. I can keep up with that person. Um, Just as a way of inspiring myself. Um, I do miss that part of it, but everything else right now, the benefits of being in the home and doing my practice at home far, far outweigh um, anything that I miss right now. So, so for right now I'm here and I just want you to know that no matter what exercises you pick, whatever way you can get the blood pumping and um, get more flexible, get stronger, whatever you're picking, just know, you know, keep asking yourself, like, is this working? You know, what's working? What's not? Can I change what's not working? Um, it's it's going to be in a process. It's going to be an evolution. As you saw, my yoga has evolved so much and it, it's going to be different years from now. I mean, it, it, ebbs and flows and changes and even even the postures itself within the Bikram 26 that I do the same video I make adjustments I make adjustments that feel right for my body um, there's certain things that if I do it the way she's talking about it pulls something in a way um, that I don't want it to and you know you just have to listen to the wisdom of your own body right um, so that's that's my point today that's what I want to leave you with today is Never stop starting. Always ask yourself, you know, what's working, what's not working, and find an exercise practice that you look forward to, that energizes you, that you're happy when you think about doing it. You you look forward to the next time you're going to do it, and then um, and then just stick with it for as long as it works. And once it stops working, then reassess and adjust. Namaste.